no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the 40-yard switch. As always, Jasper Woodcock alongside Wubaku Lukes. How are you on this fine morning as we watch Everton try and claw back from 1-0 down in the Carabao Cup quarterfinals? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> yes. But, but I feel like also, you know... Uh, a bit of a run in the in the league cup is is a bonus, really. Um, so while I'd love to see us win, um, not feeling too stressed about it, I suppose. Yeah, but if you do hear any uh, wild, uh, but uh, outbursts from either of us over the next twenty minutes of this podcast, it's because there, something has happened in the Everton Fulham game. Uh, We're knocking on the door. Yeah, def- Everton have been consistently knocking on the door for the past twenty minutes. Um, yes. So, but this this week, as we it is the last podcast before Christmas, and with how busy everything is last week, we're not one hundred percent sure if we'll have time to record next week. We might, but it's just, it just remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so we're gonna with no real sort of. There's a few things to talk about. The Champions League round of sixteen draw. Uh, the sacking of Nottingham Forest manager Steve Cooper, but outside of that, we're probably going to talk about the current state of affairs in the Premier League, um, as it's almost halfway through, no, not quite halfway through the season, but almost halfway through the season. We're round 18 next, so... So, one, we're one game removed from... the No, two games removed from halfway through the season. Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah, we'll sort of just assess the... State of affairs and just a general sort of footy chat. Footy chat, yeah, we love that. <laughs> we'll start off with the uh, the things that are worth the things that are most notably worth talking about, and that is um, Steve Cooper being sacked. Is the most recent happened overnight for us. Uh, so after a loss to uh, uh, Nottingham Forest, had a, haven't won a game for a number of weeks, but had a, a recent had a draw last week against someone decent. Let me have a look. Maybe Wolves, and then this week they Tot- lost... Tottenham was last week. Oh, yeah, so they lost 2-0 last week to Tottenham. I think the week before they had a draw against someone who was okay. Wolves. Wolves, that's the one. They lo- And then they lost to Fulham 5-0 the week before that. Yeah, so that the Fulham one wasn't great, but also Fulham have been on a tear recently. They lost 1-0 to Everton, uh, 3-2 to Brighton, 3-2 to West Ham, beat Aston Villa 2-0 before that. Um, yeah, and suffered a a pretty bad loss to Liverpool prior to that. So, so like, not yeah. the best run of results, but also like fair, a fair few close games in there. And you have to consider like their main striker and inform man Taiwo Wanyi, yeah, he's got a lengthy injury. Um, I think they're also missing someone else important. I can't remember who it was. Oh, Brown, they, they, no, they're not missing him. They sold him. They sold Brennan Johnson to Tottenham. Uh, yeah, he was one of their right. best players. Yeah. Arguably the best player. Uh, so, I mean, we we say this almost every time a manager gets sacked, but it's harsh. Mm. And especially considering he, uh, as I don't think he'd lost the fans at all. 
No, like no. they fully backed him. This one's more harsh than heck. Is it was it hacking bottom? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the the results that I read out there, they're not like they're not bad results. No, like Brighton are obviously class. West Ham have been very good. Everton have been in very good form recently. The Fulham one's bad, but yeah, and and I think when you think about what Steve Cooper has done for the football club, bringing f- you got to remember that Fulham also beat West Ham five nil a week prior, so yeah. or a week after. Yeah, yeah, Fulham have also been in very good form recently, but yeah, I I, I think it's definitely harsh, but I but I suppose just when you the standings are as they are there. That's the thing for I me. It's like they're not in the relegation zone. Yeah, they're one. They're five points clear. Yeah. And also, I, I wouldn't... While I still think it would be a, not the best decision, I wouldn't be that mad if they had a really good replacement, but the rumored replacement is Nuno Espirito Santo. Is it? Yeah. That is as much of a sideways, if not downwards move, than you could possibly get. So did he get it, sacked in Saudi? Yeah, he got sacked in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, that is... A terrible replacement, if that's who they're thinking of getting in. And I honestly think it's the owners that don't have a great c- connection to the fan base that have made this decision. And without really getting a gauge of what the fans feel about... Because I don't think the fan the, He took over Nottingham Forest when they were in the relegation zone of the championship hmm. and brought them all the way to the Premier League, got them a season of survival in the Premier League. And while it's going a bit up and down now, like they're not in the relegation zone. And this season of all seasons is a season where all you have to do is just be out of the relegation zone and the three teams that are in it are going to have a hard time of uh, get dragging you back down. Hmm. So I think it's it's a very short-sighted decision from the, from the powers that be at Nottingham Forest there. I know they have a rich Greek owner, but I don't remember his name. But yeah, I just, I, it doesn't sound like the decision's been made with a whole lot of long-term thought. Planning, yeah. yeah. I I would say that I reckon it's clear how the fans feel. Like I I feel like I've just seen clips like, you know, after games where they've lost of him going to the fans and they're singing his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's clear that they don't want him sacked. So the owners obviously aren't listening to that. But I I would say the only the like the main thing in favor, the main argument in favor of him being sacked is the fact that. He's received pretty serious backing from Nottingham Forest owners. And, True. you know, they brought in a crazy amount of players. I think that was, yes. Yeah, but that's, what, that's what I mean. record of bringing in players and spending a lot of money. And I suppose it hasn't. I, th- I think for the investment that, that the team's made, you could, you could make the argument that they you, should be better. You 100% could, but that's also what I mean in terms of like, I don't think there was, there's been a whole lot of long-term planning from the front office. You yeah. signed a bunch of players in all random positions with no real clear thought to a plan of how they're going to fit into a team, except for maybe a few of them. Mm. And you've asked Steve Cooper to just sort of piece them together. It's like he was playing FIFA career mode, the, like the, the owner. Yeah. He's just signed a bunch of players and going fit him into the team, and we like we've said that 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 method never works. You can't just sign fifteen twenty players, and then automatically be better just because you have new players. Like it's not how football works. It's not how football ever. It's not how football has ever worked. Hmm. So, yeah. yes, they've put a lot of investment, but I don't think it's been well thought out investment. And I think Steve Cooper's done his 
best he can to f- field a good team despite all of that. Yeah. But I suppose it, like, it depends whether, yeah, those investments were guided by Steve Cooper or guided by the owner. Because if it's, if they, if they were guided by Steve Cooper, then, then you can more clearly make the argument that. That's true. I guess, and I guess we don't know. But my gut feeling is that some he would have called for, and others they would have just signed. Because like yeah. you look at some of the names they've signed, they're kind of just like semi-well-known names in football or from <coughs> big clubs. Was it Nabas? Wasn't it? No, was it like it's... Felipe from Atletico Madrid? It was yes. a keeper. Who Serge was Aurier, Kaylin Navas. Kaylin Navas. Like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just very weird names. And then you go, you, go, you sign Matt Turner from Arsenal. Like, he's not necessarily a big name, but he's from a big club. He had a bit of a howler on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's yeah. not the best keeper. Mm. And they probably could have got other decent keepers for the money they spent on Matt Turner. Yeah. Which was, I think, in the region of 10 million. Mm. So, I just, yeah... I, at the end of the day, I don't think the owners of Nottingham Forest are that clued in to what was going on at the club. But like you said, yeah, like that much investment for, you know, near the relegation zone return. But then again, again, also that's, I feel like that's not a good appreciation of the, the landscape of where the Premier League is at this season. So many good teams this season. Yeah. Like outside of the relegation zone, there's so many good teams this season. Yeah. Like it's the most competitive the Premier League's been in years. Yeah, it seems, it seems like they've looked at the league table in a sorry their position in the league table in a vacuum so they're five points clear of the relegation zone in a very competitive premier league that does have a bit of a gap between the two the three teams sorry that were promoted and and the, and the rest of the teams so yeah it it does seem a bit knee jerk and you do wonder given the hodgepodge squad that they've pulled together with so much different like random seemingly investment whether a new guy can come in and make that work. Yeah, especially if that new guy is Nuno Espirito Santo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who, who, I mean, Nuno was good at Wolves, but since then he's... Yeah, ever since then he's had it was, absolute... He was decent at Wolves. He, he was, was decent, decent at Wolves, Wolves yeah. didn't go at all to Planet Spurs, and then he's been sacked from a Saudi club, so... Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Good luck to him. Anyway, best of luck to Forrest, I suppose. They probably I, I, they might still survive considering that the only team I can really see um, really anyone from really uh, getting out of the relegation zone from the new promoted teams is Luton. But yeah, which I'm which I'm shocked. I'm saying that I, I, from of all the teams, I, they're the last one I would have predicted to go up. Um, from from an Everton standpoint, them sacking Steve Cooper is good. It's a good thing, yeah, <laughs> because now there's four teams who are likely to get relegated. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the round of 16 fixtures that have been uh, uh, announced for the Champions League. Um, And I have to say, I've got them in front of me here as well. Um, They're not the most awe-inspiring fixtures. No. We've got... um, Oh, shit, it's 1-0. Everton's equalised, 1-0. The stream stream paused. (laughs) And it's come back and it's 1-0. Oh, no. (laughs) At least I didn't shout down the microphone. Yeah, all right. So, anyway, uh, round of 16 fixtures are FC Porto versus Arsenal, Napoli versus Barcelona, PSG versus Real Sociedad, Inter Milan versus Atletico Madrid, 
PSV Eindhoven vs Dortmund, Lazio vs Bayern Munich, Copenhagen vs Manchester City, and RB Leipzig vs Real Madrid. So, good. no standout fixtures there, off the bat. I liked your pronunciation of PSV Eindhoven, by the Thank way. Thank you. Very good. No, um, I think the, the only one that stands out to me is Barcelona-Napoli. Yeah, or, or maybe Inter-Atletico. But Inter, I think that might be quite a boring game as they both play very defensive styles of football. Yeah, and I'd say the Barcelona-Napoli game is only stands out because they're historically big names. Yeah, and both had decent seasons last year. Mm. But, I mean, I, I don't want to jump straight into prediction, but I'd, I'd say Napoli gets wins that. Napoli yeah. Napoli seem better than Barcelona. Okay, and also, what a shocker that uh, PSG and Man City uh, somehow got favourable draws. Mm. Man City got Copenhagen, and PSG, despite finishing second in their group, managed to get the quote-unquote worst first-place yeah. uh, group winner. Yeah, I saw a few memes about about the PSG draw in particular. Yeah, it's just like happens every fucking year with Man City. I'm not trying to say that it's fishy, but I'm also not trying to say that it's not fishy. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so if I had to speed run, who I think is going to win these ties? Actually, we'll, we'll talk about the... The, the interesting thing, the only interesting thing I for me in any of these is Arsenal's fixture because it's our first knockout fixture in years. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I wouldn't say a favourable draw. Porto's a very hard away fixture. You've seen with Chelsea and other teams struggle there over the past few seasons. Mm. But yeah. I do think we can beat them. Yeah. I do think we can beat them. I think so. I, 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 think, I, think, you'd ex- I think most people would expect you guys to to progress past past that stage yeah. with with that draw. But that's not yet. Obviously not to say that it's not a difficult fixture. Yeah, like I also think every fixture at this point is going We're be being fav- we're also favored by the fact that uh, there's no away goals and also and the first fixture is in Portugal. So yeah. the the second fixture is in in London. So that I think that favors us to yeah. a degree. We if we we can even just keep a clean sheet away and then even if that's a nil or draw and then do what we do at home, um, but yeah. So anyway, if I have to, I'll speed run what I think will be the winners of the, all these games, then you can do the same. How's that sound? It is early, but yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll call it a, a way too early speed run of round of sixteen predictions. We'll, we'll have to do a proper preview closer. To the yeah, yeah, we will because yeah, these aren't till February. So, um, all right. So. Uh, Porto versus Arsenal, I'll take Arsenal. Napoli versus Barcelona, I'll take Napoli. PSG versus Sociedad, I'll take PSG. Uh, Inter versus Atletico, I'll take Inter. PSV versus Dortmund, I'll take Dortmund. Bayern versus Lazio, I'll take Bayern. Copenhagen versus Man City, I'll take Man City. Leipzig versus Real Madrid, I'll take Madrid. I think it's difficult with this. Like, I think there's a clear winner in all of these fixtures, to be honest. I've yeah. also got them in a different order, because okay. I'm looking at Sofa's score. But You just go. Um, Real Madrid over Leipzig, mm-hmm. Man City over Copenhagen, mm-hmm. Bayern over Lazio, mm-hmm. PSG over Sociedad. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'm gonna pick. Th- th- that's the one I was a little bit unsure yeah. about. I'm that gonna... and Napoli Barca was the two I was a bit. Unsure I'm gonna about. pick Sociedad. Okay, I like that. Dortmund over PSV, mm. Atletico over Inter, Ooh. Napoli over Barca, Arsenal over Porto. Um. PSG over Sociedad is showing up twice. 
and so is oh Jesus no, anyway I, I think rem- that's it I think that's it I remember what you said yeah. so for scores that big glitch yeah. Um. so yeah so the interesting calls I made were what um, Athletic over Inter Napoli mm. over Barca Sociedad over PSG as Everton come running forward Ooh, and we're into the we're into seven minutes of added time. God damn. Okay, so I guess well, all that's left to chat about really is just um, the Premier League and where we where we stand after almost halfway through the season before before Christmas. Um, I guess we can also talk about some of the notable fixtures from the weekend. So, we, as we predicted, oh oh my God, Dan Dreamer just wired. Oh boy. That was close. Did you see that? No, I missed oh, it. Oh, boy. Watch this replay. Uh, but yes, as we predicted, the Liverpool-Man United game was actually quite a bit closer than a lot of people predicted. And it ended up being a nil-all draw. Mm. Like that fixture, I actually forgot. No one saw that coming. Yeah, but I also th- I realized that, that scoreline's happened quite a bit between Liverpool and United over the past 10 years. Mm. Sort of before... Liverpool really ascended with Klopp. That nil-all fixture was quite common. Yeah. Yeah, it's seemingly a case of Ten Hag battening down the hatches. Oh, yeah, they parked the bus meticulously. uh, In the face of what he knew was a far superior Liverpool squad. Yeah. And, like, hats off to United for keeping a clean sheet at Anfield. That's no small feat. But also... That is an incredibly unsustainable way for United to play. Yeah, like if that's how if, if that's what they're gonna have to do every time they play against a big team, they're not gonna do anything this season. Yeah, I think yeah, there was some pundit afterwards saying, you know, ten ten Hag did that for ten Hag, and not for the football club. Yeah, and I think that's pretty inflammatory. Like you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to get beaten. I mean, he did it for the players too. They don't yeah. want to get beaten five 0 yeah, Exactly. But I also think like playing not to lose is not how a big club like Manchester United should be, ever be playing. Yeah. It is... Di- I mean, they do have lots of injuries. So does everyone, though, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> but, yeah. Basically, didn't quite go how people expected, but you can see why it went that way. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fulham almost scored the other end. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's all happening over at the Goodison Park. Better now. Gets absolutely wiped out after he hits that ball. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so for Liverpool, I think frustrating afternoon, but I don't think they'll remember it for that long. They won't stick. It's not a performance that'll stick in the mind for too long. Like, they did dominate, like 34 shots and however much possession, but didn't actually test Onana a whole lot, I feel like. Mm. He didn't yeah. wasn't making any wow saves. Yeah. I also think um, Varane finally showed that he probably should have been playing the entire time when he what, since he'd been fit because he was very good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I don't sure. know. No, it's, a bit of, it's probably the worst game of the weekend, to be honest. Mm. Ever- Everton coming away with a good result. Yep, very, very good away performance, you know. Uh, did what you need to in the first half, got 2-0 up and then just sat in and defended the lead in uh, the second half. And so, and so you can and like people would be like oh you know you know 35% possession was like, but like that was pretty much all from the second half it was pretty even in the first half possession wise yeah and um yeah Everton like horses for courses Burnley couldn't Burnley couldn't break them down I mean they hit the bar once but that, that would have been ruled out for offside anyway so mm. yeah yeah 
And then happy uh, with it. And Michael Keane goal. Michael Keane goal, yeah. He, he, he knows how to strike a ball, Michael Keane. Mm. Remember that, yeah. That goal that against Spurs. That long range goal, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we both Ars- predicted that scoreline, by the way. Two 0 yeah, we yeah. did, we did. Um, so then Arsenal got a good win against Brighton. Um, first time someone stopped Brighton scoring a goal in the Premier League in 32 games. Really? Yeah. Jesus. That's that brick wall trio of Declan Rice, William Saliba, and Gabriel. The Fortress Emirates. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, so yeah, happy with that. Um, I think the other notable one is West Ham. Um, I wouldn't maybe not notable, but it was it was a very good performance against Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Mohamed Kudus looking really good. Yeah, that first Kudus goal, crazy. Pakatar also having a really good game. Yeah, yeah, he just is really good. Yeah. Um, and obviously some news of the weekend was Tom Lockyer going down. Yeah, that Again, was really that sad in the playoff final, I think. Yeah. Or, or semi-final. So match abandoned. And yeah, the second time in... I mean, not that long, really, that that happening. Second so. time in, in this year. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, you hate to see it. And you wonder if what that means for his career. Mm. So... Yeah. Yeah. Really sad to see. Mm. Um. So I guess... As things stand, as we're as we're halfway through the season, what 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 have you sort of been surprised about? If surprised about, if anything, Everton. How Everton have been going? I mean the the points deduction has been the biggest surprise. Yeah, I would say. After that, probably Chelsea's form. I think. Continued bad form. Yeah, the, the fact that they picked up where they left off last season is su- is surprising to me. Like I thought that yeah they'd start kicking on a little bit, and even early in the season when the results weren't going their way, you know, you, like I think we both kind of thought that it would pick up, um, and it seemed to for a little bit, but now it's fallen off again, and now they're yeah tenth behind, yeah four points adrift of Brighton in ninth, so. Yeah, it's really not gone to plan for them. I think, but I think aside from that, I'd say the other big, the other big surprise generally is that there hasn't been a whole heap of surprises. If if if, if that I makes sense, I think the biggest surprise is that have how is how like even every everything was because yeah. like I thought City would even if there was maybe a little bit of hangover from winning the treble, like they they just strengthened again. So. But yeah, I think Aston Villa are a big surprise, but they're this high, but I guess that they're just continuing where they left off last season, so it's not that surprising. Yeah, I mean, if if you told me at the start of the season but that by Christmas, Aston Villa would be one point adrift for the summit, yeah, that's yeah. that's huge. I think Tottenham's start was surprising. Like I, I thought Postacoglu would make them into a decent outfit. I didn't think it would happen this quickly. Mm, yeah. Um, and to be fair to them, you know, they, they said that they fell off like quite a lot. They're one point adrift of, of Man City now. And yeah. Like, it just it just shows the noise, doesn't it? Like they had like three bad games and then everyone's off. Fuck Ange Poster Club. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh he did, all this guy does is say mate. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, well that's that's how he speaks, man. <laughs> anyway. Um but yeah, de- yeah, definitely Tottenham as well. Um I mean United 
You know, it surprised me. I thought I didn't think they'd be as bad as they have been. Yeah, no, no. The the biggest surprise for me that's kind of I don't know if it's been spoken about that much is just where Casemiro has gone. Oh yeah, falling off a cliff, man. Like he's because <laughs> he was basically he's injured now, but like yeah, he was basically everything to them because they had a shit start to last season. He came in and he kind of f- fixed everything, and now he's playing shit, and they are shit. Yeah. So and it just shows you that that signing again, yet again, was just so short-sighted. Like mm. added to the long list of short-sighted signings United have made. Yeah. The the other interesting one I think is Harry Maguire winning a Player of the Month award. Yeah, that's why the Player of the Month was so dumb. It's fan voted, and ever, as soon as he was nominated, you just saw all the Instagram comments be like, "Vote for Harry Maguire." Like half of them just doing it because it would be funny. Yeah, true. yeah, yeah. God, when this stream comes back, I want to see if it's penalties or if someone scored in the last two minutes. Our stream has paused again. Um, paused for ages now, isn't it? Actually, I can probably just spoil it and check the scores. Yeah, true. Um, so. What was I going to say? Yeah, I'm not sure. Apart from that, in the Premier League, though. Oh, it is, it is penalties, awaiting penalties. Oh, here we go. Come on, show us the penalties. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, I don't know. I think, I think I'm, I'm just enjoying how competitive it all has been, to be honest. Like, I, obviously, I'm enjoying it because Arsenal's at the top of the league. That helps. I think what... Sorry, another one is potentially West Ham. You thought they might be in a bit more trouble than they are, given yeah, they given lost Declan Rice. Rice. Yeah, and I and I is mean, it a surprise that Declan Rice has been as good as he has been for us? Yeah, that's what I was going to say as like, well. Yes and no. I feel like I think most people, given recent history, would have predicted him not to be that good, given the hundred million price tag. Yeah, yeah. But, but then again, also, I feel like Declan Rice is one of those players that like. It, like, I, 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 did, I just didn't really foresee like him being bad because like he's how he affects the game isn't like a Grealish where it's based on goals or assists, yeah, or attacking output. It's just based on him doing all the little nitty gritty things, and he just has just continued to do those things. Yeah, but I mean, Caicedo struggled to do that. From true, you know, he struggled to be just as solid as as he was for Brighton. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah I, I think David Moyes d- deserves a lot of credit for that, actually. Yeah, he's got he's brought three players in, Ward-Prowse, Edson Alvarez, and Kudus, and he's managed to turn one of them into a striker, one of them into an attacking midfielder, and one of them into a defensive midfielder, and basically, yeah, yeah get and, three starters for the price of one. Yeah, and I think, like, he's, he's kind of... They don't like. I think they relied on Rice to do quite a lot of things yeah. last season. This year, they've got people like players with kind of different aspects of Rice's game who come in and do what he would do. But yeah, it's just spread a bit more evenly. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right. So, what else has happened in the EFL Cup this morning? Uh, Chelsea are losing to Newcastle. I'm pretty yeah. sure. In the yep. 86th minute, Middlesbrough beat Port Vale. 3 0, and Liverpool will play West Ham tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. True. True. I think tomorrow. Maybe not tomorrow. Hold on. Yeah, 21st. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 21st. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. The last thing we should do before we wrap this up is there's two big games this weekend in the Premier League. We'll quickly preview them. 
there's been a very no real form relaxed chat but you know, there's good things to have sometimes Everton, Everton Tottenham yeah that's Tottenham. a big one and Liverpool versus Arsenal at Anfield at Anfield so I think you predicted this a couple of weeks ago to say that Arsenal would not lose at Anfield yeah yeah I'm sticking to that yeah I don't think we'll lose I'm not saying we'll win I don't think we'll lose so you're saying a draw <laughs> How, well, how do you see it playing out? Maybe we should, shouldn't jump straight to predictions. I do see a draw. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know what's wild? I see a draw and then Villa potentially going top because who are they playing? Oh, stream. Oh, stream was almost back. It's like Beto second. scored his penalty. Villa are playing Sheffield United. So. Yeah, Villa top at Christmas. Could be Could be huge. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Arsenal-Liverpool, I, I see a draw. I see a pretty exciting draw. Maybe like 2 all. Wait, sorry. L- wait, who was this? To- Liverpool-Arsenal. Liverpool-Arsenal, yeah. 2 all. 2 Yeah, that sounds Actually, about right. Actually, maybe kind of cagey. Because we generally set up pretty defensively away from home. So maybe one all. one all. Mm-hmm. Pereira steps up. I'm going to pick an Arsenal win. Oh, really? Huge. Yeah. Back in the boys. 3-2. Oh, he sent pick but the wrong way. Um, all right. So, 3-2. That's that's high-octane stuff. All right. And then we've got Everton away at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think... This would be a huge result if you could get anything but a loss, I feel like. You reckon? Yeah. A I, draw I, is huge for you, I feel like. Yeah. At Tottenham. I think it's going to be a draw. I think... Dice is going to set up decently against Postacoglu. Um, and yeah, I just feel like we can get something out of it. Like they're, they are there for the taking a little bit, even though they can hit They have you. looked a little, even, even against um, Forrest, they did look a little shaky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that they can, that they can hit you hard, obviously on the attack, mm. but they're, they're vulnerable at times as well. So I think... Yeah, like a one-all, a one-all scoreline seems likely to me. Uh unfortunately, I'm going to pick a Tottenham win. They're really good at home True. a lot of True. the time. I think Everton will do well, but I think Tottenham will probably edge like two-one. Charleston goals. Uh, I think it'll be the usual suspects like Son, He's or, back Kul- in form. Son or Kulusevski. Maybe Richarlison. Maybe he'll be motivated to play against his old team. But yeah, I think I think a Tottenham Tottenham two-one win. Yeah, that's what my gut's feeling. Nice. All right, so we're going to wrap it up there so we can watch the end of this penalty shootout. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Pickford almost saves Tom Keeney's penalty. Uh, all right, as always, if you've liked what you heard, uh, be sure to follow us on all the social medias. Uh, it's just variations of 40 Yard Switch Pod or 40 Pod. And uh, if you've made it this far on Spotify or wherever you listen, give us a five star rating. And, uh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy, happy holidays. Uh, hopefully we'll see you between now between Christmas and New Year but if not have a happy New Year as well and uh, yeah see you soon